0: You're listening to the Phillies Nation Podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to another edition of the Phillies Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Heller. Coming at you, uh, recording right now on a Tuesday night. You're probably listening on a Wednesday. On Wednesday uh, Phillies just dropped both games of a doubleheader, capped off by a walk-off home run um, in the second game. Given up by none of it. None other than Brandon Workman, just as Nick Pavetta was wrapping up his sparkling debut in a Boston Red Sox uniform. So uh, (laughs) plenty to talk about here. The Phillies have lost four straight. Um, What seemed two weeks ago to be kind of a given that they were going to make the playoffs, suddenly, I mean, I think tomorrow we'll see the updated odds are going to be less than 50%. Um, They might have to win out. They, if they win, you know, even three or four, they have to get a little lucky. So, yeah, it's been a brutal stretch um, for the Phillies. It looked good against the, the Blue Jays, and then the um, series against the Nationals has gone very, very poorly. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ty Daubert. Ty, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. The Phillies appear to be done at this point. Uh, I don't know if that is exactly a controversial opinion, but you know, this team that just two weeks ago I did predict would win the division, um, they, they looked pretty, they look pretty done at this point. Um, yeah, it it hasn't been pretty. I think they are, I think they're four and nine since Reese Hoskins went down, um, Their offense hasn't been as good as it was still like, okay, but not as good as it had been for most of the season. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just losing games at this point. They're, they're not playing good baseball. They have a lot of guys getting hurt right now. Um, even ones that are are playing are pretty obviously banged up. It's just not a, not a pretty time of the year for the Phillies, um, Three straight Septembers that have been pretty, pretty ugly at this point, uh, to say the least. So we'll get into they that are, a little bit more. And, but at this point, doesn't it seem like this team is going to make the playoffs.
0: They're three and a half games ahead of the Nationals. Like that is insane. The Nationals have been so bad, and they are just three and a half games ahead of of are three and a half games ahead of them. I mean, what a brutal like just what a brutal series against the Nats. It's like they just they look flat. Tonight tonight's game they actually came back and um the offense looked kinda good, which was good to see because, you know this first game today, yesterday's game Sunday against the Blue Jays, they were just flat. Uh, before we before we get into the games, I guess should lay out the playoff picture a little bit so right now the Phillies um, they're slotted in the 10 seed in NLE so they're the 10 seed they are um, they're a game behind the Brewers they're a game behind the Reds they're half a game behind the Giants who uh, their game um, I think just started Uh, but you know, it's it's gonna come down to how the Phillies play this, these last four games, um, because like they can't they can't just count on these teams losing. Um, the, the Brewers are gonna be playing the Cardinals, who also have a spot. Um, the Giants are gonna be playing the Padres, and they have one more against the Rockies tomorrow. and play the Padres, and the the Reds will have the Twins, but. No, none of that is easy for any of those teams. The Phillies have one against the Nationals and three against the best team in in the American League, the the Tampa Bay Rays. So um, I think they, like, I think they honestly do, maybe not technically, like, but pretty much they control their own destiny. Like, a lot of other things would have to go, like, a, a pretty exact way for the Phillies to win the next four and not make the playoffs. But like there's there's nothing inspiring from this from this team that would make you think, oh, they're gonna win four. They lost Zach Wheeler and Aaron Ollsarts against the Nationals. Like what like what what is this team doing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're they're losing the games that they should pretty obviously uh I would say obviously to most people that they should win. Um it's just you know, not the recipe for success to have two ace type of pitchers and, and lose their starts. Um, you know, I, I said a lot about the injuries. You've had Jay Bruce has been banged up, Bryce Harper, JT Rio Muto, Andrew McCutcheon obviously coming off injury. Uh, Reese Hoskins is out. So they're, they're definitely battling injuries, Jake Arrieta. Um They're battling injuries, and they have guys coming back maybe – maybe a little bit before then uh you know a little bit before they're actually fully 100% back you saw real muto tonight he beat out that ball in the infield um first baseman's foot was off the base so so he was safe and you just saw that uh running full speed like that it didn't feel great to him uh harper hasn't seemed great he's misplayed a bunch of balls in the outfield hasn't been hasn't been great at the plate but, you know, even with those guys struggling, um, it's probably their best option out there. Uh, at least in Harper's case with, with Rio Muto, you know, they have had some really good catcher play all season from all three of the the guys that they've had out there. I, you want Rio Muto out there, especially with his defense when uh, he's fully healthy. But Andrew Knapp and Rafael Marchand have played pretty insanely good uh, all season and you know it's just a shame for the phillies that they're they're gonna get the the nap breakout and they might put it to waste to really one of the more interesting storylines of the season outside of the very obvious big picture ones but um, for for phillies uh, with, with breakout players it's been it's been pretty wild to see nap and and just all their catchers really be good all season long for the most part and they're kind of putting that to waste right now uh with their play not being as good in other spots obviously the bullpen is the one that you think of most the one that you saw tonight in in that game with workman giving up the walk-off home run uh Naris looked really good. Two innings, uh, no runs. Who cares,
0: bro? <laughs> Who cares? He looked it really good. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. They they just lost four straight. That they, like they, they 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 were set up to, to make the playoffs. Pretty like they just had to play 500 baseball the rest of the season. They lost four straight. Three of them to the to one of the worst teams in the National League. With two of them with their best pitchers on the mound, Matt Clentex said, "No one wants to face us in the playoffs, and we have Wheeler and Nola ready to go on the mound. And then Wheeler and Nola go out and lose to the Washington Nationals, who have like two good hitters. Come to, on. to be to be fair,
1: they they got no, they didn't, no, they I, didn't get I, much help they, from their right, team. Nola
0: also gave up five runs. I and a ton wa- of that. A ton of that was, was on the defense. Yeah, was on the defense. Um, yeah, Wheeler was shaking. I mean, Wheeler." The fact that he was, after those first two innings, that he was f- able to go six, or pitch into the sixth, I should say. Um, but, like, still, <laughs> I I know you can't blame those guys, but also, especially, what, they they scored a combined two runs in those games, so I guess it wouldn't matter. But, um, you know, <laughs> you can't, can you count on those? Like, Aaron Ola should have gone out there and shoved today, right? Isn't that... What I guess your ace he threw- is supposed to do. It was a it was a must win game. It was a must win game. He threw
1: a complete game, technically speaking. <laughs> oh wow! Now he has two. Aaron Nola has yeah, more. you're you're there. right. They needed a better performance from him today. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think you know this. You can, season yeah, that's is not that's not anything. like the
0: well. The, that's the yeah. other thing too. Is it's, you, you can look at these few games and say, "Wow, this cost the Phillies their season," which, like, yeah, they should they should win these games um and like you can't lose all three (laughs) you can't but also that you look throughout their season there's like eight different games in which they were up late and should have won there's so many time after time how many like how many times have they given up leads and then you know on the other hand how many times have they come back late not that many times have they come up come back late several several times have they given up late leads and like that's the reason they're not going to make the playoffs yeah you're it's right. that it's it's not yeah. it's not this series i mean it's partially this series but it's, it's bigger than that they they took care of business the other two times they played the nats but i don't know this this bullpen is
1: it's just it's the, how weird just how it's inexplicable weird. it doesn't it doesn't make any sense Yours did look good tonight. I know you kind of. It doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. <laughs> yeah, it it really doesn't. It doesn't even matter if you know one guy can have a good night, uh, even going out there and throwing two innings. But
0: they should have sent him out there for the third inning, for the eighth. Yeah, I think one that up.
1: I think the the bigger point could be made is even when your best reliever looks really good for two innings, uh, it doesn't entirely matter usually because whoever you're going to hand the ball off to next um it's not a guarantee that he's going to shut things down for the team. They don't have a single reliever that they can look to every single night and you expect them to pitch well. What what,
0: what happened to Jojo Romero? <laughs> he, he was, he was good I, mean, I, still, he I I still think like overall that's one of the biggest um, you know, if we're talking on a, on a big scale, like one of the good things for the Phillies this year is maybe Jojo Romero is a bigger piece to the puzzle than they thought. I don't think he's a lockdown reliever, but he looks like, I know he's, he's had a couple of rough outings these past few nights, but like he, I think looks to be more legitimate option out of the bullpen than either of us could have assumed heading into the season. But still, yeah, you're right. It's just, No one is is locked down. Um, You know, Blake Parker threw thirty pitches yesterday, or else he would have been out there for the eighth. I I imagine. Do you think? Do you think Girardi made the right call going to Brandon Workman? Is there anyone else? Like, I I saw some people complaining on Twitter, and I get it because Workman's been bad. But also, I don't know who you go to in that situation if you don't. Yeah, I I think. That that is at that point.
1: Who else do you go to? Like, do you
0: bring in Rangers for us? No. He. Yeah,
1: I I think not. I saw people having some questions earlier, uh in the day talking about when he he pulled Adam Morgan, um and brought in David Phelps against Michael A Taylor, even though Morgan had had some success against. Taylor, and then that ultimately led to uh, Phelps giving up some base runners, and then they brought in Romero, who gave up a home run to Soto. And, Best player
0: ever. By the you way. know
1: that that's fair. Uh, I, I guess that's fair criticism, but at the same time, you know, a fourteen at bat sample size isn't the end all be all. If if they had the numbers yeah. saying
0: that they listen, can I just can I just come out and say? that we need to stop like this is we need to stop using pitch batter versus pitcher as like like oh this this batter has seen this pitcher well because he has three hits against him and eight plate appearances that doesn't mean anything like there are so many other other things to evaluate like i think platoon splits matter a lot more like you know how is this relief pitcher doing against righties versus lefties? How is he? How has he been pitching the last few games? How has our our hitter been hitting the last few games? Whatever, this is always bothers me because even a twenty game or a twenty played appearance sample size like that's over the stretch of both players' careers. So that's in different in different periods when maybe one player was hot, one, the other the pitcher was pitching poorly at that point. You know, like it, I just don't think that we should use those. Nearly as much as we do, and I also don't think that teams use them as much as we think they do, because it's it, well, I they think don't we, actually matter. I think,
1: I think we saw it tonight,
0: right? I don't like. I don't think that that matters to teams, um, like, unless like maybe if if you know Bryce Harper or not even Bryce Harper. I don't know. I, I actually don't have an example where they would, because they they never would. You need like a 100 game sample size of anything to actually show trends i don't know that's just the statistics major nerd johnny heller coming out on this podcast a little bit um you mentioned harper let's talk about him a little bit let's talk about harper um you know he came out last week man when was that when did he have that multi-homer game was that against the mets i i think so yeah so it's been a little bit it's been a minute it, so much has happened since we last—well, I guess we last recorded on Friday, so it hasn't actually been that long, but it certainly feels like it. So Harper had the multi-homer game, or yeah, and then the next day in the in the doubleheader he hit another one, doubleheader against the Blue Jays, and it seemed like he was back. You know, Jim Salisbury had tweeted that Harper was just hitting nukes in batting practice. Uh And then instead, he he looks like he's about to get hot, and then he did for a second, and then he's disappeared ever since. Um, that third deck
1: home run, that one that hit the face oh, of the third deck, oh, that was such a
0: bomb. That was, that, was, that, was, dude, that was Bryce awesome. Harper. Bryce Harper does just hit some tanks. Like he he never he doesn't like you know cheat ones out. They always go like four hundred fifty feet. But uh same as Roman Quinn, by the way. But um. Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I know Harper tweaked his back on Sunday. Um, it doesn't matter. Either, you know, that's hurting him to the point that he can't play because he's made some misplays in the outfield and he has done nothing at the plate. He walked a couple times tonight with runners in scoring position, but overall he has done nothing uh, these past, past few games. Either he's too hurt to play, which Get him out of there because you're better. You know, neither of us love Adam Hazley, but if if Harper isn't going to give you anything, at least put someone in the lineup who can potentially uh, put like play Bruce every day, play Goslin, do whatever you have to do. Um, or he's just not playing well, and this is the worst possible time for him to not be playing well. And it's not like it just started when he tweaked his back; it's been for half the season now. He was on fire for, for the first 20 or 25 games of the season. He's been gone since. He hasn't done any – he really has not done much of anything.
1: Yeah, and I, I get what you mean about uh, either he should be playing well or he, or if he's too hurt, like, get him out. Like, that can't be the excuse that that he's hurt. But at the same time, would you rather – Bryce Harper that isn't exactly 100% in your lineup and you hope for the best or you put somebody who you know might not really be ready to play right now like Mickey Moniak or or someone um, who is obviously less skilled of a of a player at this point than Bryce Harper um, I, you know
0: I, I don't that's know a, what the right answer is. That's to that.
1: Fair. This is the this, the this is the big issue, you know. This this is a really talented team. It has a lot of good players on it, and I I think that for the last two years now, we've kind of fallen into this trap of seeing the team on its surface and saying, like, this is a really talented team with a lot of weapons. They should be good, and they should be division contenders. Uh, But but the moment things go wrong or the moment players get hurt, they aren't deep enough and don't have enough players – In the upper minors uh, or on the bench of their major league team that are both good enough and healthy enough all the time to be able to kind of fill in those holes when things do go wrong and we've seen it for the last two years now Um, they they have players that seem to be injury prone that they rely a lot on over the past uh, couple of years and when when those players do end up getting hurt, they just don't have they don't have enough to kind of make it work, and that that goes for hitters, it goes for relievers, and it goes for starters. It's, yeah. it's happened the last two seasons now.
0: Jake Arrieta injuries kill this team. It's
1: any injuries. <laughs> it's any injuries. No, I know. I
0: know. I know. And, I mean, you think last year back to Kutch when, when Andrew McCutcheon got injured, the, the leadoff spot the rest of the season, they had, like, the worst OPS of any leadoff spot in baseball or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Um, but you're right. I mean, depth is an issue. But at the same time, I don't know if that's, like, the biggest issue to me. with this With the team this year, like, I don't think depth is – the biggest single issue, like it's, it has definitely hurt them these past couple of weeks. But also, they should have won like five more games just based on like, based solely on how the starting pitcher pitched that day and how the the offense, how the lineup produced that day. Like, I think you could go find, you could probably go find more than five games that they should have won. And then even if you say, oh, they won five of those games. You know? Yeah, I like, mean, I think it's, I mean, yeah,
1: they don't have a single reliever they can rely on, and I guess that's not really depth. Uh, this I, it season, also
0: is like
1: yeah, I I'm nobody they can go to when it's not working. But at the same time, like this isn't even depth because there's nobody at the top. Even it's not even like with the right. other positions right. that they have, guys yeah. they can rely on. There's guys they should be able to rely on that have had past success, but. For for some reason this year, none of their relievers yeah. are reliable.
0: It's it is yeah. crazy. It doesn't make any sense. By but, the way, random thought I just had: maybe Jordy should have gone to Connor eighth. Maybe I mean he's been pitching very well. Like maybe like I don't think you can kill him on that. Like not going to the rookie who got lit up his first two or three games in the majors.
1: Like I think some of your thought has to be you know workman looked better last outing. Yeah, yeah. I think some of your thought has to be like this guy had an e r a under two last year. It looks right. like he's starting to figure it out, he's had success in this league, maybe he's gonna figure it out like right. we're gonna we're gonna ride with that guy if it's just not working for him, like maybe we don't deserve to to win right, and I guess that makes sense, like these guys have to pitch better, I don't know. What the difference is that they change into a Phillies uniform and seemingly don't know how to get outs anymore, but it's happened with a bunch of relievers this year it is it just doesn't make any sense to me i don't I don't know if the pitch sequencing is off here if the Phillies maybe they're just cursed or something. I don't know it doesn't make sense
0: what what cursed them though like with with the red sox it was. It was trading Babe Ruth or selling him? Like, what? What cursed the Phillies? What if you could if, Phillies? you could? if you could? If you could pick anything, was it? Was it letting Brad Miller walk? <laughs> oh. The Brad Miller curse. <laughs> the the curse, curse of the bamboo. The <laughs> The great bam. Nah. The great. great Never mind. <laughs> 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 Uh, we have the title for this podcast, Did Letting Brad Miller Go Curse the Phillies? Might have. They can rectify that this offseason. Um, fun stat from earlier this week was that uh, Todd Frazier had the same amount of one, two, three innings in a Mets uniform as Brandon Workman in a Phillies uniform. But Workman threw another one, two, three inning the other day. So it's no, long, no longer true. But still Frazier, Frazier,
1: like – Watching that, he either threw a nasty pitch or he threw behind the guy. There's really <laughs> yeah. no in-between.
0: Yeah, I was just following it on that bat, and it was so mesmerizing to see how slow the the pitch was coming in. <laughs> yeah, but you see he threw the second highest total number of knuckleballs of any pitcher this year, and the, the highest total was another um, another position player. I can't remember who it was. Baseball
1: needs more knuckleballers. Does
0: it? Does does. Degrom
1: was showing it off in the in his bullpen session.
0: Maybe, maybe. I mean, Hamels wants to pitch till he's fifty. Could happen. Could happen. Knuckleball. Anything could happen. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I don't even know (laughs) what to say. Should we touch on just? We're definitely going to be talking about this for the next few months, but, like, what is the overall – people are going to be talking about this the next few days, though. So, what 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 is this team moving forward? What is
1: this team moving what forward? Is this,
0: what is this team? Like, what are they going to do these next couple of years? What – is this fixable in the short term? And, and like
1: – Well, I guess we find out their answer this season when they make a decision on – Signing or not signing their catcher, right? Yeah, well, is that no, kind of telling? I, I, it is, but or maybe if they don't sign and depending what they do this offseason. right?
0: I can't imagine like they go back into a rebuild.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I mean, the
0: big, Well, the, the biggest thing is Bryce Harper is going to be twenty eight next year, right? Aaron Nola is going to be twenty eight. Reese Hoskins, like those are dudes who are really good. Zach Wheeler in the second year of his contract, like they're not good. They have, I, I would say they have too much talent to just. The, their core, is too good to just like, you know, not do anything. I don't know how confident they have be to try to win. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how confident people should be that they sign Real Muto because I. I mean I don't, I don't know.
1: I think they're going to resign. Them. I used
0: to I used to think I used to be pretty sure they were I don't really know. Maybe the whole Steve Cohen thing's overblown and the Mets aren't actually just going to throw money at everyone. But they have to do more. Um they absolutely like I, I we've talked about how in a 162 game season like this bullpen would have been better because they would have had more chance to more chances to figure guys out but like they have to do to do stuff um they have to bring in a starter probably like they have there's a a list of things they have to do and and, um they i don't know going like half in like they kind of have these past few years isn't gonna really cut it when like we like i just said that the core is where it is now
1: yeah i mean they kind of i they kind of have the hard part figured out in finding right. like a group of like six ish guys that are really good,
0: like really really all star level good and some of them yeah. even above Mitch. that, and Bohm, like I think, yeah, I don't know about you, I didn't expect Bohm to be this good this this like yeah right away he's, he's been, never
1: he's been really good, like maybe rookie he years.
0: has well, I think he's definitely um. Like help them them win games they would lose if 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 Michael Franco was in there, you know, like he has yeah. made a legitimate difference
1: I agree um, um he, he's part of that core that you know with harper Hoskins Nola wheeler, we'll see about Real muto like that right. that kind of that group we'll see about Real muto, like I said, but that that's a good core, and then you hope that Howard can be a part of that. Um going forward, he's been a little shaky this year and then injured uh another injury that I didn't even mention but um, they got the hard part figured out of getting together like a group of really good players. but the issue is that they had to spend on a lot of those instead of growing them from home and I mean, it's getting to the point where you should be able you should probably be able to build a really good team. Uh, without going over the luxury tax but because they had to spend on so many of these players um, that might not be possible and if they want to they want to make the roster really solid from 1 through 26 it's probably the best idea or it's probably the only way to do it is to go over that tax number and um, really really solidify your entire roster because like you said if you're half in where you have these guys, but you know that you're going into a season with a bullpen that you're that it has a bunch of question marks because it seems like you're trying to avoid that luxury tax number. Like that just doesn't seem like you're um, you're doing your team enough justice. Like right. Well, imagine
0: the difference between you know giving Brad Miller two million dollars versus having Neil Walker on the bench. Like that was a they didn't signed brad miller because that was with the tax but like even that that makes a difference when these guys are going down
1: how different is this team how different is this team if they have like two relievers they could have signed that would just be solid this whole year and then they have neris who's been a little bit up and down as the third guy instead of the first guy they're depending on it's a completely different year
0: if they have the 2019 second half bullpen that's fine. Like they have Nick Vincent and Jared Hughes. Like just Mike Moore. you just need Yeah, sure. You just need dudes who don't give up runs every single time they pitch. Like that that is what Heath Hembry and David Phelps have pretty much done. Is give up runs every single time they pitch. I remember. I remember like last season, early last season,
1: Corey Seidman. Of NBC Sports Philadelphia, he put something out there like the most important thing a reliever can do is have a scoreless, a scoreless appearance. Inning. Right, right. Is a scoreless appearance. We should have a, a stat. A stat. Yeah. I think he called it like scaps
0: or something. It's just yeah. scoreless appearances. The Phillies
1: have so few of those from their relievers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's insane. They have like less than twenty-five one-two-three innings. Like I don't remember the exact number. It's maybe less than twenty. I don't. It's not a lot. They had. Uh, three perfect innings the other night against the Blue Jays, which is crazy. Um, Yeah,
1: I mean, the other thing with bullpens is um, they can really change year to year. And I think you can make a good bullpen by next year. I mean, they had, I know it's the bit kind of, but they did have the fourth best bullpen ERA in uh, the second half last year. Like they had a decent bullpen to a pretty good bullpen last year, and now it's historically bad. Like you can see how these things can change very quickly. Uh, so I definitely think it's possible to build a good one by next year. Maybe, maybe not what you had in two thousand eight, where everybody was pretty locked it lights down, Out,
0: yeah. But you can build you can build a good bullpen by next season. The Nationals bullpen last year was bad, and like they got it figured out in time for the playoffs, which. It, helps but like any like that can just happen like bullpens are just they're the most up and down part like any reliever year to year um like can go from having a five era to a two era and like that's just how it goes I don't know why for those guys um and it's it's pretty much been worst case scenario for the Phillies this year oh definitely and like also I know I mentioned Romero earlier like Same with Brogdon, like, you know, I don't think they should be counted on to be, like, huge different makers next year. But, like, those both seem like players who will help. Um, And, like I said, like, you still have to sign guys and, and, you know, have depth and stuff. But, like, they might have a couple more, like, guys in the minors who might help soon. Um, But, Yeah. I don't know bullpens it's so hard to build a like elite bullpen, but at least put together a competent one, you know, yeah, um, I mean the Marlins just kind of just they signed Brandon Kinsler, and then everything else has just been kind of scrapped together, and they've been fine, yeah, i don't know, I
1: have nothing else to say about the bullpen
0: yeah there's it's all it just becomes redundant because we say the same thing every time because it's just been consistently horrible and every time we say oh maybe they'll break out of it now there are four games left in the season it's too late yeah four games left i mean wow yeah uh this is this might be our last episode where we talk about where where we have games i mean maybe they
1: sneak into the playoffs we'll have some playoff pods
0: oh if they sneak into the playoffs we'll have a live pod next tuesday because they don't, the NL games don't start till Wednesday, um, right. so Monday or Tuesday we will we'll do a live pod. But <laughs> that, maybe we do a live pod anyway, and we take all your questions yeah, that will some
1: uh, probably be pretty critical of the Phillies.
0: Yeah, um, one thing we should touch on is Marchand's home run because that was awesome. Yeah, um, Rafael Marchand, who um, Phillies had to call up because Real Muto was hurt. Uh, Looked, re- he's looked really good behind the plate. Um, and on Friday night, they were down. Was it Friday night? Yeah, it Friday or Saturday. Um, they were down three, and um, Marchand hit a home, a three-run home run at, right after Mickey Moniak got his first hit, career hit. And Marchand never hit a home run in the minors. Um, he hit one at the, the training site, like, a couple weeks ago. I know people were saying, but still, this was his first professional home run, and it came in, like, a big moment. Like, that is why they were able to win that game, because of, of Rafael Marta, which I think is really cool. Um, and he's 21 and has made an impact. Um, so, I don't know. Like, who knows what happens next year, because I assume they keep NAP as a backup if they re-sign Real Mudo. Um, who knows what what happens with Marchand, but it has been cool to see um, him play definitely so young and he's
1: helped, yeah, definitely. Uh, good catching prospect, good defense, and I mean, you know, maybe the bat's really coming along here, right?
0: Well, I know he has he hits a ton of line line drives, right? Um, Yeah, and good contact skills, right? So, do you have any thoughts on Moniac?
1: Um He's made some really uncharacteristic plays in the field. He missed the uh, fly ball today. Had that really bad throw yesterday. Um, you know, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be about limiting the pitches that he chases. That, that's four walks. The thing. Yeah, I mean that's always been the thing.
0: Laid off some pitches in,
1: in at bats I've watched, which is he, yeah, that's what he needs to do. Lay off lay off bad pitches that he can't do anything with. That's kind of been the story of him. Uh, his whole minor league career, I think his defense will be fine. Just some, like I said, uncharacteristic plays. Philly's I think, Philly's outfield defense might also be cursed. By the way, maybe. Um, I I think you know we'll have to see, but I I do think there's the makings of a major league regular, potentially, and at worst, somebody who can platoon, play some good defense. Uh, and. and hit the ball a little bit, kinda of like a an Ender in Sierte Light, something like that. I think that would be my comp or idea of what kind of player he could potentially be.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I've been surprised to see um these couple of really like you said, uncharacteristic plays in, in the outfield. They haven't put him in center at all, which is interesting. Um they might just feel. Do you think they just feel more comfortable with him in the corner in a corner outfield spot over Hazley? Because Hazley's made some some bad plays in in the corner. I
1: I yeah I I don't know. They they were playing Moniac mostly in center field in the alternate site. I know that, mm. but I don't know. Maybe it's just a experience inexperienced thing with with the manager and the coaching staff. They they know what they're gonna get.
0: From Hazley in center field. Yeah, Uh, Giants have a one nothing lead right now. Drew Smiley's pitching well, and yeah, so nothing
1: like Drew Smiley, Darren
0: Darren Ruff, Ruff, (laughs) and Gabe Kapler. Just what a trio! What a trio! All Wall of Famers. (laughs) Um. All Phillies Wall (laughs) of Famers.
1: Yeah, put them in in the same year. Well, one ceremony. What a yeah. what a weird timeline. That team is so weird. <laughs> that team, and you think of them like, I don't even know. They're not like really young. They're they're trying to rebuild, kind of, but they're really old. <laughs> like, well,
0: like all their old guys are playing well.
1: Yeah, and you think of like, oh, these some of these newcomers. Like Mike Iskremsky is thirty years old. He's not young. <laughs> no, they they're just I don't know. Darren Ruff isn't young. It's no. just it's old players playing well in a short season. Yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah, it's definitely cool.
0: Listen, Gabe Gabe Kapler gets the most out of his players. It, <laughs> if he
1: makes the playoffs over the Phillies, like what a
0: what'll be a t- what a, it'll time. Be a fun time for sports radio. I think. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for tonight. Um yeah. I think so too. Um Who's your who's your NL and AL MVP picks? NL and AL MVP
1: picks. Yeah. Um Jose Ramirez probably just took AL for me with that with that walk-off home oh, walk run. Walk-off dong to secure a playoff spot, which is great. Um MVP for the NL. Let me take a look. Hmm. People are talking Freeman. Yeah, give me one sec. Let me just pull up a, a leaderboard. I'll talk. I'll work. talk.
0: I'll, I'll talk. My AL right now. It's 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 Shane Bieber because he's been by far the best player. Like he's just been otherworldly, and I don't think he'll get it. But um, pitchers should normalize giving the MVP award to pitchers. Even I know they have their own award or whatever, but still like Shane Bieber has been the most valuable player in the AL.
1: If if Soto would have played like the if Off he 16, didn't miss time, yeah. if he didn't miss time, it would have been him. I think I was leaning Tatis for so long, but Freeman's been, just been Freeman's well, been so good at the plate. I think I'm going with I think yeah. I'd go with him at this it's,
0: point. Still a couple more
1: games to go, but
0: I agree it's Freeman. Tatis just like has had like a horrible two week stretch. He has like a few singles and that's it. Um I mean Will Myers and Manny Machado, like two of his teammates now have higher OPSs. Yeah. The Will Myers I mean but uh, he also
1: plays like a really good short stuff right. which oh, yeah. a lot.
0: Yeah. The Will Myers revival tour has been Hey a that's a, that's a, a former, that's a former that's former rookie. That's, of, that's yeah. pretty cool. Like he he I feel like he's just been kind of mediocre. Ever since the Padres traded for him.
1: Who um what are your Cy Young picks at this point? I know you said Bieber for MVP. Bieber, yeah. I
0: mean I think I take Bieber I think, too. Well it's Bieber because no one else in the AL. Well, I guess Keiko's ERA is all the way down to two point oh four.
1: Don't sleep on Bundy. I
0: don't care about Bundy.
1: Who do you got for the
0: NL? <laughs> um mm. I think Degrom still, but I think Bauer's gonna get it.
1: You think Bauer's gonna get it? I think Darvish gets it. Darvish
0: is. I I think they they do like definitely take into account like recency. I don't know, and if Corbin Darvish's Burns last three starts have been they've all been like, yeah, maybe Corbin's been incredible, and he was horrible. maybe if he if he he doesn't have the innings for it. Yeah, you're right. He averages like five per game. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he didn't even
1: start. He only has eight starts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I think the the AL race, like Bieber might be unanimous. Um, So the NL1 will be interesting to watch for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, Do you have any other thoughts, any playoff thoughts? Because, I mean, by the time we record next, at least the AL playoffs – well' started I don't really have anything else. um
1: this season has both fly both like flown by and also been the biggest drag of my life yeah and I mean
0: the the week where the Phillies didn't play feels like forever ago,
1: yeah, I was just thinking about that. I forgot about it that the Phillies didn't play for a whole week
0: what what a what a season yeah. what a a crazy time but yeah i don't think i have anything else either um yeah thanks to everyone for listening again and we'll be back next week with another episode um stay tuned We'll, we'll probably tweet out something about uh the live pod You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.